0: It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. it's Michelle Joy Phelps and I'm joined now with Lee McGregor it's good to see you
1: yeah good to see you as well
0: last time I saw you we were all in Vegas having a great time Josh Taylor had one Uh, just sort of reflecting back on that time we didn't get to speak about it how how was it for you to experience that
1: yeah no it was good really good Um, obviously we were over there for a long time Mm -hmm. and I think it was nearly five weeks we were out there for so it was strictly business. Obviously, for the first four weeks, we were all focused on Josh becoming mm-hmm. undisputed champion. So it was an amazing experience. Um, the whole, the whole thing, the just always living in the house together. Um, just even, even his mates and stuff were were all living like athletes, mm-hmm. coaches, and it was just a great atmosphere, great vibe. And um, again, myself um, personally, it was a great experience for me just to see all that, experience it and I I got some world class sparring out there as well mm-hmm. and had a, a a good training camp um for myself and it was a good um to get my base fitness back and that to be honest after my last fight I never I never um took the foot off the gas I was straight back in the gym as soon as okay. I, my fight was out of the way which was march and then yes kept on training and then obviously tapered down I could enjoy my food and that for a little bit and and like that so Vegas mm-hmm. was just a good a good start for me to get that base fitness back and and just get back living clean again and then obviously josh won mm-hmm. we had the celebration <laughs> we had the party and but that's that's um yeah just in all in all it was an amazing experience and so grateful mm-hmm. to have be, been a, a part of it
0: when it all was said and done and josh won what was that like for you, though? Because I saw you guys were yeah. just jumping up and down and screaming.
1: No, that's what I mean. It was a, an experience that it's very, very hard to explain. It's something like that you feel inside mm. of you. And the adrenaline, Everyone was just... I, I, I've i never experienced a feeling mm. like that before. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think someone else could give me that feeling. Um, I said that after the fight, it was best, best moment in my career, best moment in my life, and it wasn't even my achievement. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just to be a part of it Um, obviously be a close friend to Josh as well as a teammate it was just absolutely unbelievable and honestly God um, I mean this like it was just a total uncontrollable experience Um, Mm -hmm. I'm quite I'm I'm the type that don't really like to make a fool of myself I'm always respectful Mm -hmm. when I'm speaking to people and I like to give a good a good account of myself and want people to have obviously a good opinion of myself Mm -hmm. But when Josh just won, it was just, it was, (laughs) I totally just went out, zoned out, and I was, I was live on Instagram, and again, like, to be respectful and stuff, and I'm sure there was words that shouldn't have been said on the live, and uh, like I said, it was just an experience that, that, um, that someone would probably be very, very hard to beat, Mm -hmm. so, um amazing amazing experience
0: and and how that motivates you as well
1: exactly that that also um being a part of that seeing seeing what it takes seeing the the work josh puts in i've been alongside him from from the very start um previous teams previous training camps so mm-hmm. we've done it together he's there now and it's now my turn to mm-hmm. to do that and i've to be honest it's um it's very, it's, from a selfish point of view, it's very, very beneficial for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm lucky enough to have someone like Josh. Josh never had that. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people won't have that. So mm-hmm. I'll I'll use that to my advantage. Mm-hmm. And um, like you say, it's gave me that hunger. And yeah. as soon as I got back from Vegas, I've been straight down here, straight back in the gym. And living like a true athlete, putting everything into my training, discipline, sacrificing every single bit. And... That's why I'm obviously in a great position ahead of my next fight.
0: But you have a solid group of people because even with Ben Davison and the other guys in the gym, you guys all seem to have a really good groove with one another. And um, you know, with, even with Ben, having worked with so many world-class fighters, I mean, he really knows what he's doing in 100%. guiding your guys' careers.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's not just a team in here. It's like family. And mm-hmm. um, We all live together. Mm-hmm. We train together. And um, like you say, yeah, Ben's—he covers every single area. You, you see it yourself. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> sees little glimpses online and social media and stuff. But this is by far the the best run gym. Um, I feel like the best gym in Britain by by a mile, and mm-hmm. I'm not being biased by saying that. Uh, everything is run so well. And like I said, every single area is covered. We we don't only it's it's twenty four seven here. It's it's a lifestyle, it's yeah. no training camp. I feel like even like I've said this before, when I go back home after my fight, it's not like, right, the fight's done, I'm won, I've won. Um obviously don't get me wrong, you you have a little switch off and, and everything like that, but I'm still focused mm-hmm. and thinking about boxing every day of my life, whether that be uh studying, um that that doesn't take any effort and any uh, toll on the body by mm-hmm. studying fighters. So if I'm not if I'm not training and I'm in my downtime, I'm studying and trying to improve as as a fighter that way. And that's down to Ben, like I said, covering all areas, having the video analysis. Mm-hmm. Lee Wiley he down here, who's with us for the next, um, obviously until our fights. And not just that, recovery. You see it all. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's you get the everything down here, and that's why. People are seeing the results, and they're going to keep seeing the results mm-hmm. to, to Ben's fighters, and it's it's because we're all living the life.
0: What made you get into boxing? Because I don't know that yeah. that story.
1: Um. Well, my brother, my older brother, who's fourteen months older than mm-hmm. me, um, he was more the boxer. He was um, Scottish, Scottish champion, and all all mm-hmm. that as an amateur, v- v- very highly rated fighter as like a junior and mm-hmm. youth boxer. Whereas with me, I was more into football. Um, he was he was a boxer. I was a football player. Always active. And mm. then he was actually years and years and years ago when ugh, can't remember how old we were, but very very young. That's when I actually first met Josh Taylor. He it, it was a Gilmerton Boxing Club, an amateur boxing club back. Um, in Edinburgh, he boxed there as alongside Josh, mm-hmm. and that's when Josh says he used to remember me as a young kid coming mm. in, running in. But I wasn't training; I was just running in at the end, and I would maybe crack away on the bags for the last ten minutes, and I just had all this energy that I, that I used to want <laughs> to burn. So um, yeah, that's sort of my first sort of involvement in boxing, and then it was I started getting into it a bit, and then um, my amateur coach. Um, Pej, Pej Halserbauer, he's totally like, uh, I think I wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for him. Um, I went, <laughs> my brother probably won't mind me saying this now because like, oh, where, we, where we are in our lives and things like that. But he used to be, um, I don't know, like Pej was a well-respected guy in Edinburgh and he was taking Connor up and down the gym. And I was just this little little guy, Torag you could say. And um <laughs> He was. I was like, "Oh, I'm coming to the gym with you." And it was typical, brother. No, you're not. You're not coming. You're mm-hmm. not coming. And um, I says, "I'm coming." And, I, and he used to always run out the door and leave me. Like, not in a bad. We just young age. Just mm-hmm. a, didn't want his brother to be there. I don't probably embarrassed. <laughs> and um, one day I just went. You know what? I'm just gonna go up there myself. And I got the bus up, and I walked in in his face. He was. You could tell he was beaming And then, um, Page being the guy he is, and how I know him now we fast forward pff, ten plus years and me knowing the guy he is now like the minute I walked through that door he was couldn't have been any more nicer and mm. that's what my brother obviously was like got annoyed about that but then <laughs> not any jealous but I think he was more embarrassed because I was just a young boy, young just brother. his little brother yeah. yeah. So he um had my first little session, obviously seen a bit of potential. The next day so no sorry. Then obviously he had to drop us back off at the house after training, and um, he said same time tomorrow, boys. You coming tomorrow, Lee? And like that was it. Like there was Aww. no going back. It was mm-hmm. so he picked us up the next day, and then that next day we got into the gym, and uh, he dropped a bag like a boxing bag, and he went there. You go, son. And it was like skipping ropes, brand new boxing boots, new boxing gloves, new everything. And I was just like, whoa, can like wow. just met this guy the the first day and. The rest is history. We've mm. been with me every single fight still in my corner and my, my professional fights as mm-hmm. well. And um, we're on this journey together. And obviously, so much more people have played a massive part right. to be where I am just now. Like I mentioned my sponsors, P&D, Scaffolding, who have been with me from that get-go as well. Oh, wow. As well as my family and my brother along the way when I eventually mm-hmm. accepted that I was in the gym. And... Um, loads of people john mccarran who was then became my head coach and pleasure they too coached me all the way through the amateur days and going back to the days it was i was i was thrown in the deep end as well like i have done my my professional career i became scottish and british amateur champion after about 10 fights as an amateur and um quite unheard of to be honest and I won the the Open, like the British Championships, the same season as I'd won the Novice Championships, which is novice is like... Well, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the term novice is under six fights, very inexperienced. Mm-hmm. So to do that, and then I was at the World Championships as a youth after 13 fights, very wow. um, just fast... Just right in the deep end, sink or swim, and and I'm I'm swimming. I'm going to continue to do that. It's the same with my pro career, and here we are.
0: When you're so young, though, like, how do you sort of keep yourself from getting distracted? Because it's so easy to do so, especially these days.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's another thing. And again, it's just um, I think what helped me is I was hungry, and. um, I got on the GB boxing team. Um, so I worked, I, I got my first job um, for Edinburgh Council doing business administration apprenticeship uh, when I was about 17, 18 year old. Mm. And I worked there for about a year, year and a half as well as boxing. And it's when I worked there, I eventually got on the GB. And that was like me, I, I, that was a dream come true for me because mm. then I, I could hand my notice into work and I was mm. on GB basically full time and that's when um, it clicked for me. I was like, I can do something here, and at the weekends, like you said, the 18-year-old, mates started finding the clubs, going out, yeah. and, and everything like that, and what I'd done um, to, to keep myself on track was I just, um, I passed my driving test quite early, and mm-hmm. I got myself a little takeaway job on the weekends, mm-hmm. and I was doing deliveries, um, and that just kept me busy over the weekends mm-hmm. while all my mates were out um, partying, and I was I was dedicating my... My life to the sport, and Mm -hmm. I feel like well, it has changed my life, and I feel like it's going to continue to do so. And I'm I'm within touch and distance, uh, real life-changing opportunities. So that's that's it's all all down to that. Years and years ago.
0: I hope this isn't too much of a personal question, but I I really like to sort of kind of get into the psyche of someone when when they're navigating their journey, right? You just said you were hungry. Yeah. What was it that made you hungry though? Because as an example for myself, what made me hungry was I didn't come from much. Yeah. So I needed to provide, but not just that, I wanted to, to one day be able to give my parents something in return. So what was that, where did that hunger come from? Yeah,
1: no, totally. Exactly that I can relate to you with that one. It's um, not an easy upbringing at all. Um, wouldn't change one mm-hmm. thing about it, to be honest. Um, i was so i've got four yeah four boys four uh, f- three brothers mm. um and we were all brought up by my dad himself Um wow. my mom and dad split up and just for whatever reason we were brought up by my dad and you can imagine that it been tough you get mm-hmm. brought up by a by a guy who's not <laughs> the typical mother who's going to have um cook dinners on the table every night on time at the, at the right times it was takeaways for dinner at eight o'clock at night it was it was things that mm-hmm. just an average guy will do and he doesn't do much cooking and you could say it wasn't an easy upbringing wouldn't change anything my dad done what he could for us and done mm-hmm. his best best he could and i wouldn't be here today without without him and i'm, I'm grateful for what he done for me and my brothers um but yeah just just little things like that have made me hungry and realize it's it's not been easy being brought up and i I have had a tough life um people close to me maybe know that but it's and and know just that as well i could sit here for hours and really explain things obviously i'm not going to do that but there was another thing um when i was younger i had a Mm -hmm. really bad skin condition Mm -hmm. um psoriasis and i kind of still got it to be honest but i'm living a lot better and Mm -hmm. Medication as you get older and stuff obviously helps it, but all these little things played played a part and play have played a part to get me where I am today. Mm-hmm. Going through school, you can imagine the fights and all that that I used to battle through and get through it all. But I wouldn't change one thing about it all because that's that's why I am the guy I am today and that's Major why I'm here. Yeah, a hundred percent. And again, goes goes back to my thank my brother as well. Like it's made me the fighter I am. And, People have seen it in the gym, people have seen maybe glimpses in, in my fights, but there's no way I'm going to be in this deep water in a fight as what I have been in my life, mm-hmm. and it's never, ever going to be as tough as that. So if I can get through all that and the beatings my brother used to give me mm-hmm. as a young kid, <laughs> um, being in the deep waters and being able to come through them as a young, young boy, there's no way anybody's going to be able to, to make me quit or do anything mm-hmm. like that as a man. Like, I'm a man, I've got my own family now, I've got my daughter now, it's, it's all, it's, I've got a new, a new motivation, and that's, mm-hmm. that's why I do it now, as well as all this stuff that I've been through in the past has made me hungry and get to where I am, now everything I do is to provide for my, mm-hmm. my daughter and my family.
0: I do find that the common denominator in so many people who never give up are the ones who have gone through hell, usually in their early years that led them to be the adults that they are. And that's where you have a bit of resilience with you. Like you, you, you're you resilient. You, not, Like you just said, it's sort of like water off a duck's ass, isn't it? Everything else.
1: Yeah, no, Like this is what I'm saying. Like this training and mm-hmm. living like a, an athlete. Yeah, it's tough, of course, being away from my family and mm-hmm. things like that. But see like the hard, grueling training sessions and the sacrifices and that. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy it mm-hmm. because it's... Like you say, it's, not, it's never been as tough as, as what, I, what I'd been through as a young kid. So mm-hmm. um, I soaked these experiences up and um, that's why I, I put my all into, into the sport and 100% dedication, sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Ben, I'll tell you, it's no... There's a lot of people uh, that play at this game mm-hmm. and that's one thing I don't do. I 100% discipline and give this game my absolute all. And that's why... Within 10 fights, I'm British Commonwealth European champion within touch and distance of life-changing mm-hmm. things. And, and I will do it. I will, I will become a world champion. it's just keep grounded, keep working hard, and, and it's going to come.
0: And congratulations on your first round knockout. Yeah, thank all. you. Thank <laughs> you. It was a
1: long time. It was um, six months preparation for that fight, mm-hmm. three cancelled dates. But we got there in the end, and then it uh, had only me. been one minute. Yeah, it was free cancelled dates. So I come exhausting. down here. Yeah, again, I come down here in um, September last year to prepare the f- for the first date in November. Mm-hmm. Um, 10 days out from the fight, so all the hard work's done. Mm-hmm. The weight's down, you're ready to fight. I, t- I tested positive with, uh, with old COVID, didn't I? So the fight was <laughs> postponed and pushed back to January 22nd in mm-hmm. the new year. So it wasn't a case of, right, you can go back home, go and eat do this, do that, and then we'll get back and it was basically still have to stay, disciplined, stay on it. Obviously got back for a week or two, seen the family recovered from the, the virus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was straight back to work and come down and then about two weeks before that date, British Boxing Border Control cancelled all boxing in the month of January because mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. coronavirus again. Um, so it was, again, it was, oh, you can imagine how we were feeling. We got a new date for February the sixth. Um so it was only another push back, another couple of weeks, so it was again, mm-hmm. can't can't um take the foot of the gas, need to stay on its day disciplined. And um the day but it was in Dubai, so we're like, right, it's gonna happen this time, it's it's out in Dubai. Um this is this is the date that it's gonna be going ahead. the day before we were supposed to fly out to Dubai for the fight. Um the hotel quarantines come in a lot. of Dubai oh travel God. was cancelled. This was the day before we were due to fly. Mm-hmm. Bags were packed. Again, weight was down. Training was done. It was um, the day before I was abs- that was the f- that was the real gut wrenching one. Mm. And then got another new date for March 19th. Uh, so it was stay on it again, stay on it again, and finally, yeah, we got we got in there on March 19th and um, all that. And for two minutes work (laughs) Um, but again I'm grateful for what happened I am as much as it was a terrible time and really really um it was challenging it really was it was there was times where I was like I'm I can't can't do this anymore Mm -hmm. being away from my daughter um it's no secret that it's hard for me to make 118 pounds as well the size I'm I'm a big big bantamweight so to be down at that weight three times, up, down, up, down, it's not good on your body. Mm-hmm. So that, on top of all the other things, it was, it was tough. But again, it was all worth it. The, the, the improvements and the progression that I made from the November date to the eventual March date, I wouldn't have done what I'd done mm-hmm. on March 19th if that November date went ahead. So mm-hmm. again, things happen for reasons, and I'm, I'm grateful for all the obstacles that do get put in my way as well.
0: You have a good head on your shoulders. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, you are going to be out in three weeks. Lord willing, Fingers all crossed. continues to go yeah. well yeah. Uh, against Vincent Legrand. So tell me about your opponent.
1: Yeah, it's a great record. Mm-hmm. On paper, it looks like a real test. And um, 32 fights, 32 wins, 17 knockouts. I don't think he's um, been in with anybody like myself. I don't. I think um, there's a lot of questions to be mm-hmm. answered, and and I'll ask the questions for sure. But you don't become 32 and always 17 knockouts if you're not a good fighter. Right. So um, I'm expecting a tough, tough fight. I've prepared very hard.
0: Most men who have just 10 fights don't normally go out and face someone who has 30.
1: Yeah, exactly. 32 and 0 he is, yeah. So. It shows you that, and like I've said, from amateur days and my professional career, it's I don't back down from no challenges, mm-hmm. my mandatory challenger, mm-hmm. and um, I'll prepare hard, but well, I have prepared hard, really hard, and I can confidently say this has been the best training camp I've ever had, mm-hmm. ever. Um, everything has went so well. We're in the nearly, the final, yeah, fi- nearly the final two weeks, so um, just continue to keep training, keep focused, that Going over the game plans. Um, fingers crossed. Like <laughs> I, we get there and get in the ring, and I can show people um, that I'm no joke at this weight, and I am coming, and I'm within touch and distance. I really believe that. My team believe that, and um, I think that this performance will prove that again.
0: So how much longer do you reckon you're going to be at bantamweight then? If you're saying you're having a little bit of an issue making the weight, how much longer are you going to keep yourself there?
1: It's not an issue making it. It's not. Obviously, it is tough. Um, I'm I'm a big lad. Everybody knows that. It's not going to be easy for me to get down to the weight. It's just the fact I haven't got that up and down three times of that last day and and the the time frames. That doesn't really happen. You don't really need to do that to your body. Obviously, you have a fight. You have a... Couple of months break, you get back into training, you prepare, you have another training camp, you get down. It's just a one-off. Whereas my weight come down three times, mm-hmm. and back up, and it's not good. It's not mm-hmm. good for you that. Um, so that's it's not an issue. Um, we're we're gonna we're gonna obviously see what options become available after this fight, and we'll keep grafting away, and hopefully I'm, we'll, um, yeah, I think I'm the next. The next challenger in line for the IBF world title. Obviously, I knew he's a champion. There's going to be undisputed fights in that probably mm-hmm. in the next couple of months. So I just need to be patient, keep winning. See, to be honest, it's just a bit unfortunate for me just now because the champions at my weight are the elite, elite mm-hmm. champions. And any other um, time, I would be ready to go now for a world title shot. There's been world champions in the past that I would very confidently say that I would get in there with tomorrow and be mm-hmm. confident of beating. Obviously the guys and the champions and the crop of champions that are there just now are very, very good and very dangerous and with me having time on my side and only 10 fights there's, my team are never going to rush me and push me in there as much as I would <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, I just need to listen listen to them and, and do what they say um, my time will come. So it's win this fight that's that's a full focus, and then we'll see what see what's what after that one.
0: So I like to ask this question to guys who are still up and coming. Yep. If there's or is there someone in the division that you're currently in that you would see as a dream fight? Like where you look at him and go, he's a great fighter, but I know I can beat him. Is there anyone in particular that um, springs to mind? Oh. Or maybe not. Or maybe you just want to fight him. Yeah. Do you feel like that there's somebody... A,
1: a, that... A, a fight that I think makes sense, and I would like I would like it, is um, I think the Paul Butler fight would be a great fight. Mm-hmm. We're both um, with MTK. We're both... I think I'm number two with IBF. I think he's number three. Mm-hmm. So the winner of that, that, that would be a final eliminator. Mm-hmm. So the fight can easily be made. He looked good in his last performance. Um, and then the winner would go on to challenge for the world title. Mm-hmm. So... I think that would be a decent fight. Um it's not a dream fight. Um I don't I'm not I wouldn't say I've got a dream fight, I just want I've got a dream venue. I would love to fight at Tincastle Park, my, my heart and Loving, that's the football team that I support. I'd love to fight that stadium mm-hmm. one day. Um for the world title would be unbelievable, or a defence or on an eliminator, or whatever. I would just love a big night mm-hmm. there back home in Edinburgh for all my fans, family. Friends, everything like that. But that's isn't that's it, for the future. So is it
0: in Edinburgh Castle that Josh Taylor wants to fight?
1: Yeah, Josh wants a castle, of course. I would um, yeah, love to be, be on a part that of that also. Yeah, of course. <laughs> there's there's so many um big, big nights to mm-hmm. look forward to. Yeah. And with me being so young it's it's exciting. We're mm-hmm. only twenty four years old, so we've got um, you got time. Many, many big nights to come.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? You got a good head on your shoulders. Thank you, really, I appreciate and that. And I wish you all the best, honestly. And just a few weeks away, like I said, yep. Lord willing, all goes well. And then we get to August the 6th and nothing happens. Um, any final words? Anything else you'd like to say?
1: Just no, I, um, I just want to obviously f- just shout out these sponsors. Um, P&D Scaffold, and of course, first of all, they've, like I said, from that, that young kid stuck by me. And again, I wouldn't be here in this position today without them. Mm-hmm. And then there's, there's ones that have come on along the way who play a massive part in helping me be here, um, live down here, um, train and be able to have, have my family be comfortable back home mm-hmm. and me no worries, um mm-hmm. financial things. So mm-hmm. everlast obviously Sports Direct, Skinny Food, the new ones that have just come on board. They keep me right on top with the diet mm-hmm. as well as Rendles and like I said, I couldn't ask for a better team around me. Ben mm-hmm. Davison, my coach, Lee Wiley. I'm just so grateful and privileged to to have all these guys and all We'll pay them back with a big performance on August 6th. All
0: right. Well, nice speaking with you. It's the first time oh, yeah. we've done our interview. Yeah, no, that was a good
1: one as well. <laughs> Thank,
0: you. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. No problem. Bye Thank bye, bye fans. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family